0: From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile.
1: This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your
2: hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Stand by.
0: Stand by. I'm just gonna go right into the intro because not for nothing there's so much going on i don't even want to waste time speaking so welcome to another edition of meanwhile 22 pages later episode 215 i'm one of your hosts the cap and with me as always is the man who's waiting for me to die so
1: he can have more speaking time he is mike also known as mfg it's the longest wait uh, I'm just going to just jump out with this right now, just so that in case she starts listening, she doesn't have all the way through. So I want to shout out to Erin, who is our avid listener, who's such an avid listener that she finally congratulated us on our new titling uh-huh. sequence, even though it's been up for a year. So, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> That's nah, right. We, we love her, though, but thanks for listening again. We still love her, absolutely. <laughs> but anyhow, it's time for that horribly described movie. And this one is... Oh, this one isn't that bad. All righty, here we go. It takes a full week to register the meeting of the avant-garde video they just watched. Oh, wow. Once more, once more for the, the slow audience out there. I got it. It takes a full week to register the meaning of the avant-garde video they just watched. And when can we find this out? And you will get the answer to that and more after the quick news.
0: All right. And um, our other illustrious host is waiting for me to die so that his editing job can be so much easier. I mean, you can only cover a certain amount of stutters in one episode. He is RT Squared Rob the Tech. Don't
2: forget all your popping peas. I'm, I've gotten better, please. Mm-hmm. So the other day while I was writing my masterpiece of a novel, I, just so many ideas, putting it onto the page, stream of consciousness, just flowing out of me a thought occurred to me if you take a vow of silence are you not allowed to speak in sign language as well huh. oh my <laughs> right cuz it's technically it's not speaking but you are speaking yeah. i don't know
1: why don't you take a vow of silence and get back
2: to us a bit? <laughs> i did and then you guys said how are we going to do a podcast yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, no. but then <laughs> you, you guys just... realized, wait a sec, you barely talk anyway. Go ahead to give out silence. We'll be
1: fine. <laughs> you started doing the sign language. I just told you to turn your video off. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So, today,
0: let's get to it. Today we'll be discussing a DC show that has a young hero who learns that there's more to her than what she thought. But will it be successful like the other shows on the CW? On this show, we will be discussing the first five episodes of the CW show, Naomi. But first, has Mike ever liked my intros to this segment? No. But I try anyway, and more so just to annoy him. So here he is, Captain Picky Mike,
2: and his quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG. And Ralph and And that quick news intro was brought to you by some angry dads. That's right, sad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and angry. That's pretty something. All <laughs> I righty. need membership to that. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know it's coming here. I, uh, I, already, I already know. You already I know it's coming. The comics world lost a legend. Iconic artist Neil Adams died on April 28th. Adams came into the public's eye in the 60s and 70s with his gritty and realistic treatments of heroes and villains in the pages of Batman, Superman, the Green Lantern, and the X-Men, just to name a few books. Uh, a graduate of the New York City's uh, School of Industrial Arts in 1959, Adams initially began drawing newspaper comic strips such as Ben Casey and Archie before moving in the comics industry. Uh, as the superstar rating status grew, Adams fought for artists' rights in the field and was instrumental in helping Superman creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster get their credit and money from DC Comics. Neil Adams died from sepsis complications. He was 80 years old. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Hmm. This man
0: was a legend, and no matter what we've spoke about him on the podcast, how much of a surly, grouchy old man he had become,
1: which his own his own interviews prove that alone. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you listen to
0: his interviews, you will be like, "Oh, Cap, you're harder." Oh, no, you're not harder on him at all. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, yeah, enough. but
1: even after all that, I mean, the man, he otherwise was, deserved the the icon and legendary status he had. He was a the, the run he had alone on Batman
0: in the seventies revolutionized the way people looked at the character, especially coming off of Adam West and the treatment in the sixties and people not taking that character seriously. And Denny O'Neill and um, Neil Adams gave him such a gritty, dark, serious tone, you know, that made him the Batman that we recognize in movies today. So without Neil Adams, we don't have the Batman that well, we I mean, have now.
1: Yeah. Because he, well, he, he, he didn't do the, uh, the lighter comic book drawing on anything because when he, uh, over for the x-men for a little bit he revamped the way they looked because they were failing miserably and uh he was there for you know helping to revamp their look and also when they added some new characters so yeah i mean he he added a lot because people then started imitating him because he had right. like it's not realistic per se but it's a lot more realistic view and like i said and things were grittier costumes suddenly after fights had blood on them you know they were tattered and torn it was just a very different view after that so, his no, he, his, he, his brain
0: was. for the industry i mean second to second to very few
1: yeah so very percent
0: yeah, so yeah so sorry to hear about no, us no, losing no. such a legend but I mean, what was it about
2: from sorry. he was also instrumental on in many of the artists rights so it's like that's, yeah. that's absolutely like, yes one of his biggest things that he, he did <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah so. the industry
1: industry really needs to be tampered down but right wow okay what else you got there mike all right well here's something from the ever shrinking ownership of the entertainment world The people who brought you the Food Network and Animal Planet will soon be bringing you just about everything else. Uh, In early April 2022, AT&T's Warner Media Unit and Discovery, Inc. completed their merger. The new standalone company will be known as Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, along with family-friendly channels like A&E, the new company's portfolio includes Discovery Channel, Warner Brothers Entertainment, CNN, HBO, Cartoon Network, streaming services uh, Discovery Plus and HBO Max and franchises obviously like the Batman and Harry Potter. Uh, I am almost certain that this merger will not affect existing Warner Brothers projects.
0: Can we say Monopoly?
1: It's just, you know, coming down to three or four houses. pretty. It's
0: ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then they want to try to clamp down on on podcasts and, and, and media like that because they don't have control of it. But it's amazing to see all is under one umbrella. It it yeah. just boggles the mind. How do you feel about it, uh,
2: Mike and Ralph? Well, I've been saying this for years and people just call me crazy. The streaming what, that's wars crazy? are coming. The streaming wars are coming. Who will survive? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, but good to know that all you listeners out there, we will not be bought off for less than a billion dollars. We will not <laughs> be bought off <laughs> cash only. We will not be bought <laughs> off. <laughs> okay.
2: Gifts <some> and prizes, welcome.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's that's
1: so sad to hear, but we'll see how that merger works out. Yeah. And anything else you got there, Mike? Oh, yeah. Um, in related news, in February of this year, HBO Max announced a live action Wonder Trends movie. Uh, by mid-April, the film had its lease with, uh, with KJ Appa and Isabel May as Zan and Jane, respectively. But following the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, the project has been canceled. Ah. <laughs> Reports have been coming in that Warner Brothers Pictures is searching for its own Kevin Fahey for DC Films and planning to overhaul its DC Films division and has changed plans for several existing projects. So there goes my last sentence.
0: Wow. <laughs> it just seems like anytime Warner Brothers feels like they have kind of got a hold on what they're going to do movie wise, it just gets like blown up in smoke. Again. Yeah. No, no, don't be be wrong. The Wonder Twins weren't going to revolutionize the rest of the DCEU or whatever. Could you you imagine if
1: it did? (laughs) Like, like it was just like suddenly everybody's dressing up as Wonder Twins. They're the new power people. Hey, hey, nobody thought Iron Man was going to do that for for the MCU. And look what happened. So, could it have happened? Possibly,
0: you know, but now we'll never know.
1: Yeah, exactly. but that's all the news I have. That's
0: all your quick news. Wow. Okay. So can you please break down that, um, or at least repeat that horribly described movie and let's see if I can flail and fail and Ralph get it right as always.
1: Oh, it's an easy one. All right, here we go. It takes a full week to register the meaning of the avant-garde video they just watched. That's the ring. Ralph? I mean, it's so obvious. Seven days. <laughs> so you're saying it's seven days? It's the ring. Oh well, you're both absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> told you it was an easy one. Seven days. I hated that movie. I,
0: I, real quick before we go into, right? Oh wow, Siri tried to talk to me. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I, I once. Um, Did she hate the movie too? Gosh, well, I'll say uh, my, my 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 memory of The Ring was seeing it opening night with the personnel's dating at the time, and. We This is back in the day when you had to get online to go to the movie theater and get a seat. So we got there, and because, you know... In a covered um, wagon? Stereotypes stereotypes for Latin women, they're late. So we end up being late and sitting at the very, very front. And oh, now, I don't yeah. like horror movies already. We know this. Anybody who listens to the podcast knows that, that I don't like horror movies. All I remember was that first part where they talked... Where the, the people... The kids are sitting together in the, mm-hmm. beginning, the beginning of the movie, and they're talking about, yeah, you know what happened to the last girl that saw the movie? Right. And they show her, like, decomposing her jaw falls off? Right. And when you're watching it that close up,
1: <laughs> screwed me up for life. I just assumed she didn't like the film because she had a whole head of hair. <laughs> but- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had hair back then. This was, what, 03? 02? <laughs> yeah, so I had hair back then. wasn't A lot, but it was still mine. <laughs> All right, so... I'm glad I'm glad Ralph and I both um got that right. Hopefully um Joe the intern will do rankings and see how many I got right and how many Ralph got
2: right. I mean what's the point? I won. It's okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. But I've been I've been coming up, I've been coming up with some good
0: ones. I mean, I didn't get beauty and the beast, but whatever.
2: Just remember, but- second place is still first loser.
0: Oh boy. Real quick, Ralph, before I continue
2: do you have any quick news
0: quick news
2: quick news quick news quick thoughts quick thoughts, news, quick, thoughts quick news quick thoughts no I didn't know okay that's what I thought okay
0: so let's go How on to you. let's go on to our main course now that we had our appetizer and let's talk about the CW superhero series show which a lot of people didn't realize it was a superhero show called Naomi and with the synopsis, a synopsis is the guy who probably knows about Naomi even though nobody knew about Naomi
1: Mike, also known as MFG, was I right, Mike? Yeah, I knew about her. I mean, I'd never read the comic, but I, I knew who she was and I kind of just of her way. backstory. Yeah,
2: you know, I try and keep my finger on the pulse. All right. Okay. There you go. All and, right. Yeah, and that's why you have so many restraining orders against you because those guys keep telling you, stop checking my pulse down yeah, there. Yeah. It, it's it's a pulse, is a pulse, is a, a pulse, isn't it? That is that's true. That's I say. That is true.
1: <laughs> Continue. All righty. Naomi is the CW's latest high school superhero teen drama series. The show was created by Ava DuVernay and Jill Blankenship and is based off the DC Comics character Naomi, created by Brian Michael Bendis, David F. Walker, and Jamal Campbell. The character was introduced in Naomi No. 1 way back in March of 2019. The character's surname of McDuffie was given as a tribute to the late comic book artist Dwayne McDuffie, who created Static Shock, among many other underrepresented minority characters in the comics field. Naomi has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of, (laughs) I don't believe that, 90% with an audience of of 63% and an IMDb weighted average of 55 out of 100. What are they basing this off of? Oh, man. (laughs) Well, the audience seemed to know what was going on. Let's just put it that way. All righty. Let's get a synopsis here. Grab your black and white composition books and zip cream. It's time for high school. But being a cw network high school there's no studying or acne allowed 16 year old naomi mcduffie has the perfect looks the perfect grades the perfect adopted family and the perfect friends but oh no her perfect life is about to come crashing down when she discovers that she is gasp an alien with frustratingly vague superpowers yep cue the expected teen angst while uh, while searching for answers to her past naomi finds out she is not the only alien with powers in the quaint military town of Port Oswego, Oregon. Joined by her body positive best friend, a non-pressuring boyfriend, a lesbian with colorful hair and no backstory, a forever version UFO enthusiast, and a friend-zoned crush, Naomi wanders through a labyrinth of barely coherent clues and what could be mistaken for weekly episodes of live action Scooby-Doo. Alrighty, it's starring uh, Casey Walfall as Naomi McDuffie, Cranston Johnson as Zimbada uh alexander wraith as d mary charles jones as annabelle aiden Gemme as jacob uh mazama as jennifer mcduffie barry watson as greg mcduffie daniel puig as nathan camilla moreno as lourdes and will myers as anthony all right so let's start talking about it Naomi,
0: the first five episodes. Let me make sure I say that. The first five episodes. I'm like me who almost watched the whole thing. But before we talk about the series, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much
1: money for. And let's hear our cranky sound. The following segment contains information
2: that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off you wanker.
0: Ah, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions.
2: Stush, multiverse one. Stush, multiverse two. Stush, multiverse three. Is that Stush? Ah, Stush Stush is here.
0: Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, gentlemen, let's talk about it. Naomi, the first five episodes. Um, so before we even start getting into um, all this stuff, like I said before, uh, Mike did his uh, synopsis. Mike was sort of familiar with Naomi. Ralph, were you familiar with? The Naomi character um, comic book wise or was this all brand new to you like it was for me?
2: So I was familiar with a character named Naomi that Mike once mentioned in passing when we were at Comic-Con and we saw a picture of her and I said, who's that? And Mike said, oh, that's Naomi. And we just walked away that wow. was really all there was to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I always make fun of Ralph not paying attention to the fact that he remembered that and I didn't. I'm like, damn. <laughs> well,
2: because it was so memorable, you know, because it was like you see this like very uh, beautiful black woman in this like, you know, really cool outfit. And then you're like, well, who's that? And Mike's like, oh, just nail me. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well,
0: I had no idea what this character was about. I had no idea. So this, I was coming in fresh. And um, I got I watched a couple episodes with Lady J. Shout out to Lady J. Um, and so this was like a, a, a venture for me because I had known... Usually, I would say the past... Maybe the past five, six things we've done, I've known about. Right. Even on um, the long Halloween, I never read it, but I know of, of what the story was about. I had no idea about Naomi going in. Now, the other thing I, I forgot, and I'm so glad Mike mentioned that they... They used the name McDuffie to honor um, the Static Shock creator, the guy, the one of the heads of Milestone. Yeah. But they also, this is a CW show that kind of moved away from the whole Berlanti thing altogether felt like. And it feels like it, the way they introduced everything. Mm-hmm. And how did you guys feel about that? Because it wasn't like, for example, Stargirl. Oh, I'm so I'm so miserable because I live with my stepdad and my, and my mom and we're going to move somewhere. It, usually the protagonists, or in a place of turmoil, or they're in a place of like, I guess, like a place of making a decision where this came in, she comes in, her life is fantastic. Even though she's adopted, has great parents. They portray her, her life is everybody likes her. She's smart. All this stuff, totally different setup than maybe a Berlanti setup would be in the first episode. How did you guys feel about that? Did you even notice it? How did you guys, what you guys think?
1: Oh, I noticed it right away. I actually was very happy for a change that I didn't have a self-hating, miserable, bratty child yelling at their parents. I was very happy um, uh, with a lot that they did, at least in the first episode. I, I really did like the character. I mean, they did go a little overboard. It's like, everybody loves her. I was like, all right, you can pull it back a little bit, <laughs> you know, like, 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 like I'm like, is she selling drugs or something? The test scores, I mean, you know, they were. But other than I really was actually happy, I, I noted it within like what the first five minutes i'm like oh okay finally (laughs) you know she's not dealing with any weird issues she's actually extremely happy well-liked et cetera et cetera and and seemingly well adjusted right what'd you think
2: so um i thought it was pretty cool to see like this actually happy kid yeah I, i i agree with mike in that sense i thought it was just really weird of the fact that so like the whole Superman thing that Aw, like, uh,
0: you you get go go right for it, Ralph.
2: Go right for it. So like they introduce this character, you know, she's 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 very happy, everybody loves her or whatever. Then you see the Superman event happening and that's what triggers her to start getting her powers or whatever. But but what I don't understand is apparently Superman is fictitious in this world right. but then he shows but, up and then well,
1: Well, that part we're supposed to be assuming did not really happen for whatever, at least in the first five episodes, that's what we're getting. I can't speak for anything after that. Um, So we we, we get the feeling it was some kind of a setup or something, but the part that makes it really confusing, even if you just say that that was somebody that's got an illusion power, let's just pretend, I don't know, I'm just making it up. The part that makes it really confusing is when D, Thanagarian goes, oh yeah, I fought with Superman. And you're like, but then that means he's real. Yeah. So he's either on this planet and he, or he's not, you know, unless it was. Christmas, but then that also adds a whole other level.
2: But but the thing is also it's like so they have the comic books. If if he was real on that planet, then they know everything about Superman and like who he is and all that well, stuff. Well, we yeah. don't
1: we don't know what the comic books say, but yes, I mean, no, you know, so.
2: So well, all right, so if you watch the later episodes, it's just—it's not a spoiler. Don't but, don't say it. Don't say it. We we got other
1: we got other episodes to do for another
0: but, time. But, but <laughs> I will add to what Ralph said. There are things in the episodes in the further episodes that lead to say that what's in the comic book are things that you shouldn't know if if you're a regular person
1: i know what you're talking about Ralph. i know exactly what you're talking about
2: because they also mentioned batman at one point and they started talking yeah. about stuff and i'm like what
1: and, but, but considering this is about the first five episodes and i'm so glad you guys <laughs> met
0: hold on and i'm so glad that i'm so glad that you guys mentioned that you were confused because i was too um the only time i've seen something that um did something like that was and correct me if i'm wrong wasn't it logan that had it where they had comic books and they were kind of talking about real life. Yes. Yes, yeah. it was, It was. they had comic books and, and they were kind of like like talking about real life, about things that are really going on, but they were comic book characters. Right. But I mean, if you really
1: think about it, just, I mean, let's just put it this way. When you have anybody that does something instrumental, like, you know, really big, we, we can make comic books about that. So like, imagine if there were superheroes, we would make comic books about them. We obviously wouldn't know their secret identities unless they've announced them to the world. Yeah. But, right. you know, because that's the other part too. How are you going to sue me? It's going to be the case of a guy in a mask that could be anybody suing me. So unless you're going to reveal who you are, you're kind of my property at this point. <laughs> uh, you know, so I mean, that part doesn't bother me, like I said, unless it then turns out it's true. But, you know, so like, you know, as I'm saying like where we are in the first five episodes, it's very confusing. Also, it's confusing because she's not making a Superman fan. Like, like in other words, for instance, if we decided just right now to have an X-Men podcast, it's about something that doesn't exist, but we're just doing a podcast about the fake world, the, the comic books. Yeah. She's acting as if she's got Superman sightings, and it's like once again, he's pretty hard to miss. Like you can't fake not knowing Superman's on this world at that point. Mm-hmm. So that's the other part that makes it makes no sense in these episodes, right? You know, because you're like, well, you're, you're you're thinking there's a real Superman sighting, but you know he's a comic book. So either he is real and everyone's in complete denial, or you're just a simpering idiot that believes comic books are real. Right, <laughs> you know,
0: it was it, it, very it,
1: confusing. Very confusing.
0: It, the, so the first episode, I mean, like besides the fact that you know, I, I did like the fact, like, like you got, we all agree that it started somewhere different. But once you got to that whole Superman site, and then the Superman, you know, she's in charge of the website, and then there's a sighting, that got confusing, and then she f- passes out on her way to see this sighting, and this is where, I feel like, is it me, or did the tone, I do say change. But perspective changed. Like I, I felt like once she passed out and she woke up, I feel like it became a. It became like I didn't trust anybody on that show anymore, because they were so perfect and pristine and so had a great relationship with them. Like I, I thought it was something out of the Truman Show. Like, <laughs> like she was. I, I had a feeling maybe she
2: was a. No, no,
1: I, I get that feeling too sometimes. Yes. Yeah, so I, was, no. I felt like.
2: Yeah. I, I was feeling that way too with the whole like comic book thing where like is are they like in a bubble or something where Superman right. really does exist, but just here in this area they've been told that he doesn't exist.
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I got that kind of weird feeling too. And also, um, it's also because like and again, I mean, it could just be the dynamic of the show they wanted to go. Like I said, everyone is like, Oh, whatever I name her name wants, whatever she wants. And you're like, Really? That's You you guys are going like, you know, like you're following her blindly. And I mean, I understand she's your friend, but like, you know, normally you just go like, hey, that's BS, or no, I mean, we're not gonna do that, we're gonna do something else, or whatever the case may be. It's just that they're so believing of her that it just feels weird. It's like she has
2: them under a spell or something. You ever watched the show Haven on on sci-fi? I heard of it. Wait, oh wait, um the Stephen King one? I think that was Stephen King, I don't remember. Anyway, yes. Yes. So there was one guy on there who whose ability was just like to charm people, mm-hmm. and like they would like he would just say, "Oh, hello," and they would like be fighting all over him and do whatever he wanted. It's basically what she would like. It seemed like with yeah, her,
1: kind of.
2: She, she'd be and like, that "Hey, was... I got a crazy idea. Let's go jump off a cliff." And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm down. You're not gonna do that alone." Yeah,
1: And that show. And I remember that show. That show it was a pretty good show, yes. a good show, a what the hell is going on show, and thank God it ended show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just. It just yeah. By the time it got to the end, you're like, I don't even know what the hell I watched for four years or five years, whatever it was. Yeah, Anyhow, I don't know
2: why I was still watching.
1: I, I don't I, either. I, <laughs> it's funny because you guys are talking about how
0: they kind of followed her kind of blindly. And, um I was gonna introduce a game called um, the, the game. Of, the name of the game is "Good Try" or "Trying Too Hard." And it sounds like when it comes to how friendly and supportive her her inner circle was, was it "Good Try" or "Trying Too Hard"? I think it was "Trying Too Hard." Mm-hmm. trying too hard to, to, to make sure everybody kind of showed how supportive they were
1: right. and... yeah no I mean it definitely it definitely was like it, it felt like everyone just felt like we have to be her friends because otherwise you know what happens
2: <laughs> then you're not <laughs> in the scene
1: <laughs> pretty much um but other than that I mean but otherwise though like I I like her best friend I like um I like her best friend I don't I, I don't I don't even think this is a thing so I, I find it weird that she calls her babe. Yes, it's, oh my just, God. It's, it's weird. <laughs> like, like I mean, I understand, like, if she's, you know, like, I, I like the fact that they definitely left it open that, um, you know, she, Naomi, definitely seems more straight, whatever, but like, she still doesn't mind, you know, other sexual I- uh, ideas for preferences and stuff like that, nor her own, the fact that she, she's fluid, she, she's, you fluid. know, right, right, she's very fluid. And I'm fine with that. But like, it doesn't seem like her friend is so like, I'm like, well, that whole babe thing, Well, she, she has a says boyfriend. it all the time.
2: It's just weird,
1: <laughs> you know. It's, it's a, it's
2: yeah. a, Mike. It's a younger generation thing. I don't, we don't think understand it. it. <laughs> I don't think. I'll it, put is. it this way. I were, I, I remember the the whole
0: thing we were watching, and, and I think in the first episode she calls her babe. Yeah. And, and Lady J's like, did you just call her babe? I'm like, yeah. And then you're waiting to see the like more unfold, and
1: as you watch more unfold, you're like, that would be more suited for Lloyd as, not for Annabelle. Right. Yeah, and also, like, I kept thinking at first, because it was so weird, I kept thinking she kept saying nay, as in, like, Naomi. Like, I thought that oh, for okay. the longest time, I kept thinking she was like, hey, nay, hey, you know, like, hey, nay, you know, that kind of a thing. And then it was like, oh, no, she's saying babe. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just weird. It's you're just because people don't off. talk like that. Like, yeah, like the high school kids, even those best friends, don't talk like that. It's just, you
0: know. Now, I'm going to add one more thing you know? before we keep moving. Um, let's play this game again. Good try or trying too hard. The language in this show. Well, they was trying do. too hard to be really, really relevant, whether it comes to um, pop culture references or um, like, like sayings they use now. Like, what did they say? Oh, man, they had said something in like episode four or five. And I was like, it, it was like trying to shoehorn a catchphrase that they use now. But they've been doing a lot of that. Like either things didn't fit where things just sounded very stilted, or it just sounded like them trying too hard to be young and hip.
1: Right. For me, it felt
0: that way. I don't know about you guys.
1: I didn't notice it as much. Um, I mean, you know, it wasn't natural sounding, um, nonetheless, but I didn't notice it. It didn't pick up on my ear as, like, just truly out there. Okay. All right. But at the same time, you are dealing with the character that was created by Brian Michael Bendis, you know? And nobody knows the inner thoughts of a gender-fluid, teenage black girl like a bald white straight man yep. <laughs> <laughs> let's just get that right out there and make that a fact <laughs>
0: he knows exactly. Shout, shout out to miles morales But sorry um
1: <laughs> but
0: um so so we get to, so you know she gets her powers and as she gets her powers we also get to know the rest of the people uh, uh, who are the people in your neighborhood <laughs> you know we get to know
1: other people Mr. that rogers was there well, I mean, you know, I would have felt safer if he was there. <laughs> that neighborhood is weird as hell. Like, like I'm not too like, oh. like who buys a car from that man, <laughs> you mean the Sabata. Like, that him, you walk in there, you're like, I don't even want to be near you. <laughs> so,
2: I feel like the director told him, All right, uh, here's a stick, stick it up your butt, really f- oh. jam it up there. <laughs> So that your your acting is so stiff and uptight that it yeah. looks like you're a robot. All right. But 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 I want you to also seem so unusual. Remember when Trump
1: hovered around Hillary Clinton yeah. during that debate? That's exactly how he hovers around people. And I'm like,
2: <laughs> I like I don't care if you were an alien or not. You're just weird. And and then and then for D, they said, All right. I'm. I want you to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, but just focus on David Batista. All right, you see what he's doing. All right, I want you to be more robotic. All right, do that. Or they were like, watch David Batista. See what he's doing.
1: Give me far less. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who so
0: for those who haven't seen the episode, who who are D and um and Zambaro yeah, well, D is is the ta- is a guy who owns a tattoo shop who ends up you know I guess he knows um, he knows Naomi and he ends up saying that he knows more a lot of more about her than she realizes and yeah. at the end of episode one he reveals himself. And wow, I that hit.
1: just sounded all kinds of wrong to a 16-year-old yeah. girl. But what she means is he, he reveals his wings yes. because he's a Thanagarian. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't say the name of the, of the, of the, of the race. That would have came out so much better if
0: I was a Thanagarian. He's a
1: Thanagarian <laughs> hanging around with Mjolnir. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate Cap Kryptonite. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, he's a Thanagarian with a... Uh, I mean, I know they have, they, feel like they have to do it, but those metal wings, I'm like... They just appear out of nowhere. I'm like, well, I know you're on a you're on a budget, guys, but uh, no, nah, that kind of looks bad. <laughs> it, it,
2: you know, um, Dark Angel is somewhere going. Where the hell my wings go? Oh, 100. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, when when do Thanagarians have metal wings? Come on. Well, they're made out of Nth metal. Yeah, right. but like I get that. They're not. They're,
1: that. Well, but that's the weirdest part is because this is the whole deviation off of this. The whole hawk people thing is a very weird thing because it depends on what time period you read comics. Right. But Thanagarians don't have wings. They wear nth metal in the shape of wings oh. to fly. However, whenever they feel like it, it seems like Thanagarians have wings. Okay. <laughs> like, 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 like for instance, like the, um, as much as we all love the Justice League cartoon, Hulk yes. girl had wings. Yes, she did. But Thanagarians don't have wings. They wear a harness <laughs> with wings on them. You know it's, it was, yeah so it's just very hit or miss
0: yeah well he he's he was very i mean he was one dimensional but i saw they were trying to do more with him you know because they try to make him the the miyagi to her daniel san mm-hmm. so they try to do that and then you have Zimbabwe, who like you know the first episode she's walking by his parking lot he looks like the creepy old man oh
1: my god he was the creepy uncle in the back of the room at the at the kids party <laughs>
0: <laughs> who orig- i originally thought was the villain and we all know these tropes about
2: he looks like the villain but he ends up being someone that's actually on her side well in in like, the comic books he is the villain right like, really yeah so there, there's always
1: another uh you know change there but but yeah i mean like zinvaldo is just like i said he's just bizarre he's he's extra and he's extra cryptic to the point that you're like so did all the other humans there do they think you're normal or do they think you're just a weird guy? What's, you know, because, you know, just like D like he's so unusual that are people
2: like, huh, he's nice. Or they're like,
1: oh, he's, he's a freak. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, also what's, what's with the, the triangle hands every time. He, yeah. He, he's always with the triangle hands. I'm like, what, what, what are you like? You just, uh, I'm trying missing, to look wise. He's, he's <laughs> missing, he's missing his, uh, his big chair. So he could sit around and turn around and, and look like Mr. Burns with his triangle hands. Like, <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Excellent Smith is. Yeah. Like, well, I mean,
0: those two characters are kind of like I mean, they introduce the parents and obviously as we get deeper into the story, we find out the parents are aren't who they say they are, or they they know yes, more they than are. They, Well, they know they they know more than Naomi realizes that they know. Because right. Naomi first comes off thinking she's adopted and then and like, she, is. I mean,
2: she is adopted.
0: Oh, she's adopted but now she, she thought oh i'm from an orphanage not from a starship
2: or she's not from, from she's from the east coast the, they didn't say which east coast but she's from the east coast <laughs> of the galaxy yeah <laughs> right of another universe um yeah, the I mean, more the, I'm, right, I'm sorry ahead, no no go i was on. about to say
1: so like the parents again like everybody else was just so they're so perfectly like our girl is perfect and we're perfect and everything's perfect. You know, uh, again, as much as I, I I like them, I was hoping to get more like, you know, uh, Joe West and Barry Allen kind of a feel. Um, and meanwhile, I just got a, like you said, a Truman Show feel. It felt like, because even <laughs> when is they're cooking. Because again, they're not faking being her adopted parent. Right. But the it took me... They are her adopted parents. But, but Mike, yeah.
0: they took, it took me until yeah. like episode four or five to almost feel like, all right, they don't have anything underhanded. They're on her side, but I'm waiting for like like I'm watching them cook, like in episode, what was it? Episode four, where they all go back to our house and they're trying to come up with a plan. Or is it episode three, I think? No, it's, it's four. And then um, um, what's his name? Anthony's helping the mom cook in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she's and they're adding cheese. The episode before they're they're, they're cooking something and they're always making food, but there's right. such a focus on it that I know that the focus of the director is hey, let's make it look like what a normal family is and how our life is. But it makes me feel like, what do they put in that food? Are they no, uh, no I know. yeah, no, they doing I, her?
1: Right. I know, and now I, and I get it. It's there's something that's this feels like there's something underlying in the story but there yes. isn't anything underlying in the story and that's very weird um and, and some and also there are times that i can't come up with i don't have a specific right now um example but there's just times where it just feels like they they were like we need to cut a few minutes off of this well should we look logically no randomly throw things and cut this thing into make it shorter there are just times when i'm like oh wait what's going on or like the fact that like, like, like the things that they cut through, like, oh, you just told your friend that you're an alien mm-hmm. and she's perfectly okay on a planet that has no superheroes, supposedly. Right. <laughs> like, like where this is not a normal subject matter. It's not like, like, you know, like in the, uh, in the DC Arrowverse where they're like, oh yeah, we've seen Superman, we've seen Supergirl and da 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 you know. It's like, no, 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 this would be very unusual. And there'd be, and she just took her word for it. She'd never demonstrated her power or even try, even though she didn't have control. even She didn't even try. She just told her and she's like, okay. And I'm like, that's not normal.
2: It's because <laughs> she's bae, man. That's the power of bay. I, I guess so. Speaking <laughs> of power,
1: huh? Yes. Oh, and by the way, just to lead into this, if you're wondering, guess what is the nature of her power in the comics? In the comic, what is it? Unknown energy. So, if you thought it it was going to be vague in the comics, just imagine how vague it's going to be in the TV show. <laughs> you know?
2: she—they are keeping some of it because she does have, you know, enhanced strength and and durability and, and like healing and all that stuff. Though I don't think she has X-ray vision in the comics. In, in, I,
1: I don't know like i said i don't read it enough i just i kind of know it more surface but yeah right I look it up and see the hearing I mean, thing
2: is new too All
0: right i i feel like a lot of the stuff was introduced in a way where when things came up i was like well how does she do that like okay the, the wind swirly thing fine
1: the energy at some point but i feel like even the energy well she, she just suddenly started remember like the, with the episode where she needs to get the thing in the safe yeah. and she's like hold on i'll blow the by you have never demonstrated projecting yes. energy from your hand. I get that you've been pseudo-training. And I say pseudo only because he hadn't been showing her how to use her powers. So you've been pseudo-training with D. But we haven't seen any of that either. <laughs> like you right. know, So I'm like, the stuff that you're, that's what I'm saying about the cutting. It's like, you've cut out really important stuff for the viewing audience. Because now, you know, it's, it's right up there with like, you know, like seeing some monster show up, and then the next scene is like, phew, I never thought we'd get rid of that monster. It's the worst thing I ever faced. And then you just <laughs> went on with your story. <laughs> you know. Um, yes, yeah, so that's really been driving me crazy because I'm like, I don't know what she can do, but she just seems to be able to do whatever is convenient at that moment. And that is never a good story
2: technique. <laughs> yeah. Ralph, you something go say then? I'm disagreeing with Mike. It's it's just it's very confusing, like especially since they don't purely define what her power is or or how it could be used. Cause I feel, I feel like
0: that the, they try to like do so much with the with the um with with the, her relationships with everybody else that maybe they pull back on the actual logic of the powers or explaining that stuff or taking more time to 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 break that stuff down, and that's important.
1: All right. Also, yeah. one one thing I found weird too was, I mean, I, I mean, Grant, I know that they they constantly shift and stuff like that, but as far as I'm aware, and they could have updated this recently and or in the last couple years, I should say recently, uh, in the comic world, they're saying that she's from Earth 29.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Earth 29 is the Bizarro planet, so that is a no, <laughs> and and they've been pretty good about trying to keep things well in the range. But the thing is about the 29. If you're also wondering where that comes from, Cap is. On the Earth that she's from, there was something about like there was some radiation that came up from the planets. No, so okay. it's
2: there was a hole in the ozone layer that allowed this unknown radiation to come in. Right, yeah, and they gave the twenty-nine people powers.
1: Right, so that's God, where the twenty-nine like right, powers. Right, they got godlike powers. Twenty-nine people. So that's why when they say they're one of the twenty-nine, but now they're saying like, well, she's from Earth twenty-nine, and I'm like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just not that earth i mean if she starts going like i am Na-, you know i am naomi me happy <laughs> when <laughs> which she's angry
0: will, which will totally mess up a lot of things <laughs> so many other levels forget bizarro
1: <laughs> yeah but so, so that i thought that was just also one of those bizarre things because they usually try to be pretty good about keeping that stuff going
0: right um i was gonna ask you because it's because in those five episodes it's you know, you do get a lot of like trying to figure out who they are and she's trying to figure out who she is. And then I mean, you've got so many things going on at the same time. How did you guys feel the way they handled this love? It's not even a love triangle, but it's like a – I guess it's a love rectangle?
2: It's or some circle. The- Let's just call it a circle because it all comes right back around.
1: <laughs> i the like, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, like it just – it feels like she, you know, the the uh, the guy that she, you know, that we see her with, uh, you know, um, Nathan. Nathan. It just feels like she's. It's like the obligatory boyfriend. I'm not saying that Anthony's any better, um, but at least he just seems to have a personality. <laughs> you know.
2: So, so re- real quick, does Nathan's voice match his appearance? Does anybody else have a problem with like the voice that comes out of him? You feel like he's being dubbed. <laughs> yes I swear, every time he talks I'm like That's there's, not it. there's something weird going on like your voice does not match your appearance either that or you are a lot older than 16 <laughs>
1: well you know it's with that scene when he's like my dearest Naomi I've been through the wall, the civil war and I'd <laughs> like to say you're like no 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 you're younger than that Oh. <laughs> I gotta see
2: how old this guy is. Hold on. Let me look this up. Um,
1: I mean that sometimes doesn't help too, like especially if they get older actors and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I don't know his age. I didn't particularly notice it. Uh but I, I have to check it out, I guess, as I watch more episodes. Um yeah, so I I mean, did you find that the same way cap or um
2: I mean he's twenty two. Oh, and he's playing 16? Yeah.
1: There you go. Well, I mean, it's, it's not
2: as bad as as uh, as Lourdes, who's 36, playing 16. Wow. Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> and I thought I had a problem with her smile. I hadn't realized that uh, she was 36. She's 36? 36. Wow. Whoa. And, yeah, but she, she, she looks like she can pass for early 20. Well, she is supposed to be older. She's not supposed right. to be She's not uh, supposed to be in age. high school with them, right, because she dropped right. out and she, she, she works but at I, her. But I
1: wasn't expecting 36. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's not too much she's not so much
1: I'm um, younger than I am that's pretty cool okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that that's it <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that
0: can't even have me live okay anyway um the reason I mention that is because I like the fact that they you know and once again good try or 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 um trying too hard they were inclusive so so now they introduce her fluidity you know Naomi's fluidity and this whole, you know, three three person love issue. I felt like I like the fact that that she's um, you know fluid sexu- sexually, but I felt like it was too many options to focus on because then you had to do a story on top of that.
1: Right. No, you I know? kind of agreed that they it, because it, we just we were thrown into the middle of it. Right. Which I mean, which sometimes works a bit, but at the same time, it's like you can throw me in in episode one, but that you need to just give me a little bit. At a time, and address it as opposed to we threw it in and now we're not going to bring it up again. Right, it's like, it's like many many things in this story are like Chekhov's gun, or I'm sorry, they're going against Chekhov's gun. Like if you show the gun, the gun's supposed to come back later. Yeah, <laughs> someone's going to get shot. In a series, it's not supposed to be months later. <laughs> you know, because so then it's not really as effective. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I do have a little bit of a problem with that.
0: Yeah, um, I, it was
1: just one of those things. It was just like I said, I liked what they were trying to do.
0: I like the fact that we have an all diverse cast, but all of that stuff's together. And maybe it's because I'm so used to Berlanti style of, of storytelling mm-hmm. that I'm the whole time. It felt like Truman show. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't trust any motherfuckers. <laughs> my language, any of them. <laughs> because the mom's so perfect and the friends are all supportive and they're all like United colors of fucking Benetton. And they're all just so like, you know, kumbaya. And I'm like, Okay. And then, then the, you know, then you have the, 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 the freaking, you know, Z- Zumbado who I'm like, okay, well, he's the villain and then also the bounty hunter shows up and you're like, okay, well, what's going on here? But yeah I just couldn't trust anybody. And and, and that and I keep coming back to that because that felt like I, yeah. I shouldn't be feeling like that. Well, it's five, the, the, five, the feel of the
1: show to me. It has a very nineties adventurous teen show feel to me,
0: which is why you <laughs> <quit's laughs> reference from Scooby-Doo.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just it just does, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, uh, but it just has that. It doesn't feel like, like I said, like Berlanti, where he can still have fun, but you can feel a bit more of a grown up storytelling. I'm not saying that the people seem old. It's just it's a bit more grown up storytelling. Uh, this one seems even the opening sequence. If you, if you watch the titling opening sequence, like the big close up, bright colors fading, and I'm like, I'm like, I have seen that opening credits in some '90s teen, you know, adventure shows. It's that very big, the splash of the color and the hero in like, like looking like, hmm, this is a mystery. Oh, now I'm a happy cat. You know, like it's very, it's very 90s feel about it, which again, not bad, still a little bit off-putting because it just, it makes the show, I think, feel uh, a little less mature than you're kind of expecting. It should be at this day and age, even though it deals with teenagers. Yeah, Ralph. What was
2: the question?
0: Um, I mean the, the the feel of the show because Mike's talking about how it how it had a '90s feel and it, and it feels a little bit more I guess more for an adolescent audience you know based on colors and storytelling and all that stuff do you agree or I
2: I do feel that it it does have uh, uh, it does seem to be more built towards an adolescent audience because the story doesn't seem like very well developed at this point like they 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 cut too much like mm-hmm. i don't know how, how like it it just feels slightly disjointed in a way where um at one point you know you go through this like traumatic thing where she's fighting a guy in the woods and now she's back home and she's happy and, and talking to her friends and like oh yeah right. like like oh this happened and she's like doing it with a smile i'm like oh, okay yeah.
1: she doesn't she seem to have an inappropriate smile reflex yeah You know, I mean, I mean, that's a real thing, but it's not good. And I mean, unless it's a point about the character in a show, it's not a good thing to have an actor do because you're like, as the audience, you're like, wait,
2: what's going on? Did I miss something? Did something get resolved? (laughs) You know? Right. Also, also, I thought it was interesting that they they introduced such a powerful character like uh, Adam Blake and then just barely barely touch on it.
1: Yeah, he he went from Captain Comet to Captain Comic, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> when they said Adam Blake, and I'm like waiting for something, and I'm like, well, maybe I'm mistaken. I'm like, no, no, I'm pretty sure that's Captain Comet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow. oh well, I I guess he's pretty darn weak.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, he he did survive apparently against the military. Uh, coming after him so i'm like oh, okay <laughs>
0: i'll i'll ask this because i know ralph and i have seen beyond episode five mike's only watched it to episode five do, do you feel like up to where they stopped in episode five that the story or at least what the main um the main threat in the show has been taking too long to develop
2: yes way
1: too i mean for, for me definitely like i said i mean it's i'm getting the adventure of the week which it's not a problem. Flash had an adventure of the week, but he also had an underlying story that you could feel something was building. It was a thread, right? Yeah. Um, here, you know, there's an underlying story just because there's weird characters, but I don't have a feel. a don't have a feel that it's of interest. Like you said, like the Flash, you could feel there was a threat. Here, I just know that there's weirdness that has to be going on because a it's a story, but I I don't feel anything for whatever the underlying thing possibly could be.
2: Okay, you know. I yeah. I also thought it was like so at, was it episode 4 where she goes into the tunnel to try to find the the like the Rosetta Stone for the box for the disc um I think so. Well, it was it 4 or 5 because why was when they went to camp yeah so it must have been 4 so yeah. how how like self like centered can you be that the whole structure is crumbling around you hold on oh, yeah <laughs> and your friend is like wait a second like dude this we're about to die we're i'm coming to die. like
1: could you not do that like but and no also and also they're acting like okay so that i mean it didn't collapse collapse, and you don't know what's gonna happen but it's like it's just gonna be there you just have to dig it out now it's not like it's evaporating or something like that. It's like it, it'll just be right there. You you're, you're just, also, like, get it. You had super strength, just yank that shit out of there. Yeah. And also, I love the fact I'm like she that tablet or that that circle. What you want to call it? This, that yeah. yeah. That this. It had a shit ton of things. She's like, she's under there for a second, almost yeah. done. I'm like, almost really? Done,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: like, really? Or she, and, she's like, she, what? and then she translated this whole thing, and I'm like, really?
2: She inherited the linguist <laughs> skills from her adoptive mother.
1: I guess so. I, I, I guess that's how that works where you're not genetically related but somehow you get their same abilities. Yep.
0: <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you this before we start um, bringing this to a, to a close, even though it's only five episodes. Did episode five leave you in a place where you were ready to watch more or
2: were you like, okay, if I was a normal person, I'd leave it here and never come back? I had to watch. I like. I was like, well, I, I need to see where this is going because if I stop here, I'm going to be like, what the hell are they doing? Then then I'll be just questioning my whole life. I'll be like, what did <laughs> they do? you tell me about? <laughs> you
1: start to question your own life choices at this point. That's never a good sign. <laughs> Pretty um, much well, as ahead. a person that did stop at five, um, yeah, the only reason because I stopped at five that I know I'll be seeing six and more is because we're going to be reviewing them. But, and again, like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't watch it in like maybe a slow rerun period during the summer or something like that, but no, it wasn't like, like oh man, I'm going to watch the rest, but we're only going to talk about the first five. It was just like, no, I would have stopped here and, yeah. and probably heard. And then if someone told me later on, oh no, this happened, this happened, and that sounded good, then I'd be like, oh, okay, then I'll suck it up and I'll watch the episodes then. Um, but no, I would have I stopped at five if I had no interest uh, except for having to review this. I'll say this. Um,
0: I, I, I'm kind of w- where both of you guys are. I'm with you, Mike, where it's like, if if you had me just a casual um, observer, I would probably stop the five. But I feel like, Ralph, also that it feels like it was an incomplete thought. And I'm like, well, let me see what the rest of the thought is. So mm. yeah, no, so it's true. It w- I would be continuing, but not because it was interesting. And now, don't get me wrong. There's parts of the show that I'm like, okay, maybe this can turn into something. But... um. I want to know what the complete thought is because I feel like it's not a complete thought, right? You know, and it's too slow to develop. By by five, I should be having a an
1: idea of who the main villain is and what's going on. And I, don't. I still we I still don't know who the main character is, and I'm not meaning like Naomi, but I mean I don't know anything more about her except let's put it this way: in five episodes, I know Naomi has powers and she's from an <laughs> alien planet and she's smart. Like and she's but, smart, yeah. but you knew that already. You knew she was a great student, so I learned nothing more than. That she was she's an alien from another planet. That's it, <laughs> you know. And in five episodes, that's not great pacing, and that's another yeah. thing too about the show. Like, it doesn't have great pacing, and like I said, it also can feel disjointed within the episode. So, I'm, I, I was very surprised, yeah. You know, well,
0: it's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a different creative team, so I think they're just trying to find their footing because yeah, we know they that. do. Because Ava DuVernay is more known for like you know. Um, feature films right. and, and things that are a lot more politicized, not politicized, but, you know, like, dealing more with, you know, real-world issues mm-hmm. versus, you know, sci-fi. So, right. it's it, it's a different level, so we'll see yeah. We'll see yeah. Um fingers, fingers crossed. Anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings?
2: Mm-hmm. They okay. Honestly, like, they should have stuck with the source material and not made the idea of Superman so ambiguous. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, by, by the way, how many times did they mention Superman? Yeah, a shit ton of times. <laughs> uh, uh, Superman. And then, you know, Superman. Well, uh, Superman. Oh,
1: my goodness. We oh, yeah. know that. that- yeah, they mentioned Superman enough that Hoechlin should actually be getting, like, revenue, even
2: though he's not on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I fought with Superman. Oh, I know Superman. Oh, you're friends with Superman. No, but I'm friends with a guy who, f- who's friends with Superman. But you know, Superman did.
0: Yeah, I yeah. know what Superman didn't do watch oh, the show. What? You brought me some bread. <laughs> That's Superman.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All right. So let's do it renaming the series ralph i give
2: this series no. Re- oh no rating renaming renaming, renaming oh, re- right renaming the series or do you want me to go first you can go first okay
0: i'm gonna rename the series ho-hum another pretty teen hero with another pretty problem with her pretty friends
1: ralph <laughs> 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 Give me a second. Ralph's <laughs> like, that was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that's what it, felt. it just felt like, I
0: mean, as much as it's not the CW trope with the way it's been done, it's still the CW tropes right. with the way it's been done. So it's kind of that's funny. That, that.
1: That's that superhero trope. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh, I'm going to call it Naomi, not another teen superhero drama. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike, uh,
1: at least according to these first five episodes, I'm going to call it cw's nay homie ah nay homie all
0: right so let's give it ratings for the first five episodes of
2: naomi well i give the first five episodes of naomi six out of ten but uh, uh sticks up Zambato's butt just wow. to make him act so stiffly damn
1: so that sticks. is just that is just a little bit tough, but okay. But, but at least he only has six of those ten sticks up his butt.
2: That's right, only six. <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, you know, I, I I guess perspective is what we're talking about. Um, I'm going to give um, Naomi's first five episodes six mentions of Superman, which there were more of that out of ten. <laughs> Every time they mentioned Superman, I'd win because I'm like, okay, guys, we get it. That you're in the DC universe, and that that we're not really in the DC universe,
1: but we are. Shut up. Well, All I'm right? going to join you in a rating, but. Think back to when she had to go to town before she passed out. Think back to that scene of her going to town on the skateboard. And here's my rating. Six, Bart Simpson skateboarding ride through town out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She stopped. She. Everybody looked at her. She was whizzing by. She She did a fancy thing to school. I was like, this was
2: right from The Simpsons. <laughs> Are The Simpsons real on her planet? <laughs> Either that or it was Ferris Bueller trying to get back home.
1: <laughs> I always love that scene.
2: All right. All right. So there you have
0: it, Naomi, the first five episodes still, I mean, incomplete report card. So hopefully we'll see more about it as the show, you know, presents itself. But guys don't go anywhere. Rocket review is next.
2: Hello, this is Ralph, the tech bringing you another rocket review this week. I'll be talking to you about the 2022 movie. Death on the Nile, based off the 1937 Agatha Christie novel by the same name. It's a sequel to the 2017 movie Murder on the Orient Express. Death on the Nile continues the story of world-renowned detective Hercule Perrault. This time, he's on a boat and on the Nile, and must solve the tragic murder of Lynette Ridgeway Doyle, a wealthy heiress played by Gal Gadot. Perrault has his work cut out for him. Because it seems that everyone on board has a reason to want her dead. There are a few curveballs along the way, but in the end, the investigation comes to a murderous resolution. Visually, the movie is beautiful. They use a lot of bright colors, which complement the many amazing shots of the lands along the Nile River. The acting isn't the best, but with the fast pacing of the movie, one would barely notice. Overall, it's an enjoyable movie that will keep you guessing until the end. I give death on the Nile six well-manicured handlebar mustaches out of 10. Don't go anywhere because geeks on the go is next. Geeks on the go. Now with more Riley. <laughs>
0: Shout out to my daughter, Riley, who listens to the podcast and said she wanted to be part of it. So Riley, there you go, baby. I love you. So, all right, everybody else.
1: Hey, Ralph, do you know what the word nepotism means? Oh well, well, I guess oh, we'll cover no, that man. later.
0: <laughs> Ralph can't spell it. I mean. I,
2: <laughs> I sure cannot. I sure cannot and will not try.
0: That's when Siri does the spell check for either of us. So That's, that's like me
2: trying to say little snuffy.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you should let me do that part because I can say it. But OK. Go ahead. By all means. Snuffle up, I guess. There yeah. you go. Good job. Yeah. Now say Mjolnir. I won't. <laughs> we, already, we already went through the things that I can't say on this show. <laughs> all right. So you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we have make it under a minute every now and again. I'm not going to say Ralph sabotages. I'm just going to say that sometimes things don't roll my way. But yeah. mm-hmm. I have a really good feeling things are going to roll my way this week. Ralph, did you add a celebration button finally?
2: Oh, wait, was I supposed to do
0: that? Yes, yes, for four shows. Yes. But you never win, so it doesn't count. That already tells me I'm not going to win. All right, here we go. Ready, set, go. On a scale of one to five, five being super excited, how excited are you to see the new Jurassic Park,
1: Mike? One. And the next time, put a zero as an option.
2: Wow. <laughs> Rob, uh, Ralph. Um, somewhere between negative infinity and infinity.
0: Wow. I guess somebody's not going to be on the show. So, does
2: Marvel slash Sony give Tom Holland a break and let Andrew Garfield finish his trilogy? Ralph. Did he give us a break of his horrible acting? I think not. So, why should we give him a break?
1: Wow, Mike. Why? Everyone is living with this rose-colored glasses after one appearance in a successful, non-Sony-exclusive franchise.
0: Oh, boy. All right. And so this panel doesn't want a Joaquin Phoenix Joker sequel. Would you change your mind if William Dafoe came in as a Joker as well? Ralph?
2: Why would you ruin the man's career with having him portray a character that he would not do as justice Leave him as the Green Goblin. He's fine that way.
0: First off, my expectations were low for Geeks on the Go, so I'm not even mad. <laughs> Second off, I was very interested in <laughs> your answer. I was really intrigued for the first time ever. I'm like, oh, no, I wonder what Ralph's gonna say.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, come on, like, William Defoe is an amazing actor. I'm not gonna deny that, but Joker, he is not. All right, he did great as the Green Goblin, oh, and well, I agree. Like, I disagree big time, but okay, okay. No, listen, listen. He did great as a Green Goblin, and it's, it's, it's phenomenal but you put him in as a role as the Joker I don't think he would do it justice honestly okay okay Mike what's the question um, do <laughs> you, you just think... did a rough good job <laughs> do you think
1: this is more for the audience
0: yeah do you think that um, if you include William Dafoe in the supposed Joker sequel the Joaquin Phoenix Joker mm-hmm. sequel he's supposed to be they rumored him to be another Joker right mm-hmm. Would that make change your mind on you wanting to see the sequel?
1: No, but I would watch it if Willem Dafoe was Robin in the tights and pixie boots. <laughs> oh my. I God. would pay double money. <laughs> to wow. <see> <laughs> <laughs> so you, you guys would imagine Willem Dafoe in the classic Robin costume. Oh my Batman goodness. would be afraid. <laughs> Cause there is no way he is not getting chewed out for Willem Dafoe to be in that costume. Oh
2: my God. G. <laughs> willikers, Batman. Did you see what the Joker was doing?
1: It would not be a nice conversation at all. <laughs> oh my God. So no, so
0: so nobody on this panel would be interested in seeing. A William Defoe Joker. I mean, well, I William
1: mean, Defoe. but now, now, I mean, now, going back to what Ralph was saying. No, I've seen William Dafoe act a lot, I and mean, William Dafoe—he's one of my favorite actors. I mean, that guy—he can do no wrong in a role for the most part. It's just even but it's just even like, when chewing but, scenery. But I mean,
0: what? Even when chewing scenery? Is? Oh yeah,
1: Because they choose the scenery. I mean, it's just like I—I I bring him a knife and fork. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, go for it, dude. It's all yours. Um, but like, it's just like Jack Nicholson. He's an excellent actor. There's he he can he can also almost do no wrong, and then he played the Joker. He's not that type of insane, mm-hmm. and neither is Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. He's he's he has he has like he's like actually very much like Jack Nicholson. He has a very underlying I mean, and he but it, as opposed to Jack, no, actually they both they can both bring it up, but it's not a hysterical insanity. They're just like underlying like I'll kill you and and. When they raise their insanity, it becomes dangerous, not hysterical. You know what I'm trying okay. to say. Okay, okay, I see. And that's, what you're and that's why I, I think, because they they actually act very much the same. That I think it would be the same problem.
0: Because I think about Willem Dafoe, and I think about if you remember um Batman the animated uh, movie Under the Red Hood, mm-hmm. and that portrayal of the Joker, and that felt like very Willem Dafoe, even though they were trying to do a version of Heath Ledger in that in that cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I and I see him and I'm like, well, that could be Willem
1: Dafoe. That that looks just like a Willem Dafoe kind of Joker. I mean, the thing is, I mean, let's just pretend you know the rumors are true and it's Joaquin Phoenix and Willem Dafoe and they're both playing Jokers. I mean, sure. I mean, if as long as you're, I, I guess, at the end of the day, and I'm not saying that I I want, I enjoyed the Joker movie enough. I you know I'm not a big fan of as the way it got talked about. We already reviewed it. We are no all our opinions on it. Right. I like the movie, but I mean Joaquin Phoenix didn't make me go, and that's the Joker either. But between <laughs> yeah. the two, if you're telling me it's a it's a Joker battle, then as long as Joaquin Phoenix won that battle, I'd be fine because then cause it would just be Willem Dafoe just being his version of a Joker, not the Joker. You know what I mean? No, no, I hear it would make okay. it interesting. It still just wouldn't make me want to see the movie <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I'd watch it, but I wouldn't run to watch it. Like I want to run to watch Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, Uh, I can't can't wait. wait. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, And I have to wait. Bastards. All right. Just for everyone out there to let me know, these two guys are going to see it without me. They hate me. They don't like me. They they've made fun. They made sure I was busy when they wanted to see it. I'm just putting it out there. So my word's out first. So now believe me versus anything they add to it. I'm not the one who don't like you. Listen, <laughs> I'm not the one who don't like you. Wow. Damn. Bro. I feels think it was wrong either. I just think
0: it ain't me.
2: We can that uh, Bernie's your workplace. Just leave like a, a double of you there. Just like tied up and, and moving, acting like you're working. And then we just come with us. That sounds good too. That's the way of going about it. That's
0: that's that's one way of going about it. Anyway, shout outs. Any shout outs, gentlemen?
2: I would yeah. like to shout out no one in particular, but for everyone who's listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Every once in a while, we get an email saying, hey. That's it. Okay. Oh, it just says, hey. Yeah, it just says, hey. Are they ordering? Hey, I think or- so. For some oh, reason, or- we, wow. we get we get
1: like. Uh, are we on that Animal hus- Husbandry website?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what happens every once in a while. I don't even know
1: what the hell, <laughs> Mike. Well, I've already shouted out Aaron once. She doesn't get twice because yeah, after after that first Aaron, you know, she probably just stopped listening. She heard the end the end of it, so I was surprised. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to shout out my niece Aaron, who also doesn't listen, but I'm shouting <laughs> her anyhow because <laughs> I got Comic Con tickets. Woo!
0: Oh, you mother jumper. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got my Friday
1: and Saturday. We
2: nice. still have to wait for the link. I guess it, it pays to be part of the super premium VIP metaverse.
1: Hey, you know, when my, you know, my my niece is uh, super VIP.
0: Oh my goodness. I had an opportunity to do that, but uh, <laughs> I spent too much money on my last vacation. I can't I can't just spend any more All money. the money
1: you save on combs and shampoo Wow. <laughs> you
2: should be a billionaire. Yeah, and-
0: but unfortunately, I have comb- combs and shampoo for my daughter. So, same stuff. He you
2: also- have a razor? Shave that hair off. Wow. He, also might- he also wastes a lot of money on the hair dye. Ah, yeah. No? Shit. Yeah.
1: It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so you
2: mean
1: with point- his, his Eddie Murphy black mustache and beard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: guys, I only did just for men once, okay? Once. <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite the experience. It's not quite as. It, it, it's a little bit, uh, it's almost as good as Sharpie marker. Almost. Almost <laughs> as good as Sharpie marker.
1: His box was just for insecure men. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. A couple of
0: my shout outs. Shout out to South Carolina. Um, recently, I know that South Carolina, for those who don't know, is one of our regular listeners and, you know, just kind of having a hard time back home. Um, South Carolina, I got you in my thoughts and in my heart and hope everything's better with the family and that hopefully you and I speak soon um shout out to tinkerbell tinkerbell had you know has always talking about when she gets it right hasn't been you know often so hopefully she'll hit me up with, with, with i got one right and it'll probably be the one that i didn't get right she'll make fun of me so that'd be great <laughs> um we have a new listener emily shout out to emily thanks for joining the podcast <laughs> yeah. let's see how many, let's see how many you end up listening to <laughs> shout out to johannes um i, I heard johannes. From- Yes, he's he put posted us up recently on Facebook, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's my guy. What's, he, um, What's oh,
1: going on? What's our news? Is he, he got his new book out.
0: I'm, I um, I have to. I, I told him I wanted to be on the podcast just so his deep voice kept like because he's deeper than all of our voices combined, which is hilarious. Because you look at him, he's just you know like you know for those who don't know Johannes, he's one of our longest and, and, and you know longest listeners and a, and a good friend of the podcast. And but he's in know what him? country? He's in Sweden. But when you look at him, he's just, this is pale skinned white guy with a beard, but his voice is deep. I'm like, what the? <laughs> Very like my, if Michael McDonald married um, 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 Luther Vandross, married Barry White. Damn, <laughs>
2: damn, that's super. That's just deep. that's just all base. <laughs> that's Mariana's trench right there, man. <laughs>
1: When he, when he talks, it's like water ripple in your glass? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like, though. When I heard his voice, I was like, damn, bro.
0: We I, I spoke once on the phone, oh like, like on a live call, because our right. time difference is way off. And it, 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 that's what it felt like. like. Oh, wow, okay. So shout out to Johannes. And last but not least, a big congratulations to Big Kev on the birth of his child, Grayson Carlos I got it right. Grayson Carlos Alcantara, born on April 30th um, at six pounds, seven ounces. Um wow.
1: Kev lost a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was a nervous dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Well, ma- mom and baby. Congratulations, doing Kev. Yeah, I think mom and baby are doing fine, Kev. I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> uh, he'll be doing fine until that kid grows up. Listen, Kev is going to have a lot of sleepless nights. For a while,
0: oh, I know he he keeps talking to me like, "Well, life's not gonna change. Things are all good." I mean, and, and me and my cousin Matt, shout out to Matt,
1: <laughs> we talked to him like ha, 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 things yeah, are gonna I, change. I, I right? remember when a certain other person was having a kid, and I heard the exact same sentence. I don't
0: know who you're talking about. I, yeah, who no you talking about? <laughs> I'll bring
1: you a mirror so you can look at that person again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not gonna change. No, I bet you were like, bet, bet, it ain't gonna change.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but that was also I was married too when I could dump her off with of somebody. And I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> the wife and the baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not answering that on this podcast. <laughs> no, my daughter stays with me always. I love her. She's I a, congratulations to Big Kev. Yeah, big oh, Kev, that. that's right. Yeah.
2: We have a new acrobat in the world. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Kevin's trying to escape duties? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but you're i'm kidding. kidding i'm kidding come on <laughs> when somebody has a new kid you gotta make fun of them
1: yeah Any- for having the kid
0: wow <laughs> anything else before we um say good night
1: um uh, nope i'm good not a thing all right
0: so for mike also known as mfg and on behalf of rt squared ralph the cat ralph the tech the wow gun,
2: i got upgraded This is a cat
0: (laughs) saying, keep it geeky, and now I can't say anything else besides (laughs) meow-meow.
1: (laughs) Meow-meow.